behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Did the Minnesota Timberwolves do enough at the NBA trade deadline to remain competitors atop of the Western Conference? We will answer that question and discuss a whole bunch of other topics here on the Score North Taxi Squad. Welcome in, everyone. My name is Jason Stormer, joined along Artis Woods and AJ Fredrickson. You can check us out on scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify. You want to check out our lovely faces, though? Check out the Score North YouTube channel. Uh, guys, Got to catch my breath just a little bit. Whew, we are scrambling a little bit here as the show begins oh. because what, what, what? Just, I I don't know if you're overdoing it. Like, I, I know you were just working hard before we started recording, but my goodness. I was going for the bit. I was going for the bit. I mean, okay, I wasn't doing okay. anything too strenuous. I was literally plugging things in, plugging things out. Uh, our keyboard quick, was a little bit broken, and we had to scramble to find a new working one before we have to get cut off before we do UST hoops later on tonight on 1500 ESPN. So we're scrambling a little bit. I am wearing a sweatshirt, so it's just a little hot. I'm a little bit sweaty. It was like 50-some degrees out in the Twin Cities again today. Uh, but anyway, speaking of hot things at the moment, the NBA trade deadline, gentlemen, has come and gone, and your Minnesota Timberwolves were active indeed uh, acquired. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name because my mind is absolutely racing Monty right now. Who did, thank Morris. you thank you so much for the assist right there, guys. I hope Monty Morris also has a lot of assists this season uh, and the rest of the season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, we're rebounding here. Hey, another basketball pun. Uh, but they gave up Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr., and I believe a 20-30 second round pick. I did not know that picks could be traded that far in advance. The NBA is kind of crazy. Uh, but guys... You. I know it's wild and the NFL is getting even worse too, but guys, uh, what are your reactions to the move? Do you think this was enough for the Minnesota Timberwolves to remain competitive or maybe would you have liked to seen a little bit more from the team at the deadline? Yeah, I think it was a very solid move. You know, uh, Morris is a guy who has some, some playoff experience. He's a vet. He's a really good shooter from the three point line, solid shooter from the field. Um, He's a guy who doesn't turn the ball over often. I think he averages like one turnover a game, um, especially in the playoffs. And actually, he actually elevates his game a little slightly more in the postseason as well. Um, This season, he missed, uh, you know, a lot of time. I think he's had some type of thigh injury. I can't, I don't know exactly if it was a thigh strain or something along those lines, but he's only played six games this this year. So that's the red flag where it's like, all right, he hasn't been on the court, but the Wolves are in a spot right now where they're still not at the top anymore because they lost to the Bulls. But they're still in the top three in the Western Conference as we speak right now. So they're in a spot where, you know, they can kind of slowly wing him into, you know, the 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 bench lineup because he's not going to start as long as uh, Mike Conley is healthy. So they can slowly bring him into the lineup, allow him to kind of get in shape, get his legs underneath him. Um, but, you know, if you get the guy who was, you know, uh, with Washington last year or Denver the year before, you're getting a guy who's going to average anywhere between 10 to 13 points, about five assists. And then in the postseason, he's going to get all the way up to probably about 14, 15. So a slight elevation in the postseason. But again, shoots good, doesn't turn the ball over, can, you know, run an offense, especially coming off the bench. And as we've stated before, this is a piece that they needed. You know, I don't think this was Tyus Jones. I don't think this is Dennis Schroeder. But I think this may be, if he's healthy, the next best thing for the Timberwolves. Um, So I think it's a really good fit. I think it's a really good fit. Um, Vet. I think this is what they needed. I was able to run into briefly today the scoop master himself, Darren Doogie Wolfson of uh, KSTP Channel 5 Sports, and he kind of gave me a quick – I was like, Doogie, I don't have much time to talk to you, but I need like the quick like one-paragraph summary of how, he, of how Doogie feels about the trade. 
He enjoys it. He said he was talking to a NBA executive who, for the record, we have to keep anonymous for the time being because he didn't get permission to release his name. But uh, he was like, describe Monte Morris. He, he's worked with him um, in a different location. How would you describe Monte Morris? Great cat, connector, will blend well, won't overstep his role. Big stones in tight games, big heart. That sounds like a character guy. And when you're trading for a guy that is going to eventually, hopefully help you lead a deep run, from my understanding, he's got playoff experience. This is a guy that uh, it's not like he's not green in this league. He he's, he's, he, I mean, Christ, he's coming from Detroit. So he's been through the thickest of trenches. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds like he is out of shape at the moment. But, Mm -hmm. you know, due to his injury, he's played like, I think, not even 70 minutes on the year so far. Um, But he's a guy that will, sounds like, easily mesh with this team. And you need that heart because it sounds like they know the ability. And he does have previous links with Tim Connolly, their time together in Denver. But this is going to be a guy that it sounds like will be able to fit in well, be able to complement others. He's not going to come in and think like, hey. I, they traded for me at the deadline because I'm a star. I am the prime attraction. I am the main event. No, he, he knows I'm here to be one of the pack pun intended for the Timberwolves. He's going to come in, pop, probably take a load off of Mike Conley jr. Who, he, he's not the spryest youngest guy there is, um, and help complement this team. And it sounds like, uh, they didn't give up too much. I still, it's baffling to me that you can trade a pick that's six years out. I know the Timberwolves have traded a bunch of picks here recently, including that Rudy Gobert trade, but uh, yeah. 2030 pick is insane to me. But it doesn't even seem like a real year yet. You know what right? I mean? I'm already having a hard time adjusting to 2024, but 2030, I don't like that. It doesn't seem um, possible. Yeah. But the, the guy that's trade, says the guy that's about to turn 30 in like a couple weeks. So, you know what I mean? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that kind of stuff right now. That's great. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it, he's out of shape now because of the injury and stuff, but. I, this team doesn't need an instant impact. Like obviously you're, you're subtracting two guys in who they traded, but the one they're getting back, you can ease him in. And I think that's the biggest thing. And based on the character, not to have a prejudice against like the NBA and like do the stereotypical, like there's prima donnas, there's that in every sport, but some guys I think you could trade for, maybe they're out of shape and they're like, no, nah, I'm, you know what? I'll come back at my own pace. Like, let me hit the gym. I'll work myself into it. You just relax. Monty Morris sounds like a guy who's going to hit the gym. He's going to have a strict regiment. He knows he wants to join this club and he's eager to join the Timberwolves. I'm um, looking forward to a new uh, venture with them and a new chapter in his career. And, uh, you know, come early April, maybe he gets back in the fold and that's when they really start clicking right before the most important part of the season, the second season, if you will, the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm incredibly encouraged by the move just because we've been talking a ton on this podcast about just that a backup point guard, even a guard in general, is just so absolutely necessary for this Timberwolves team. Talked about, too, the turnovers being an issue and just not having another good guard has been a big issue with that. And I saw that Dane Moore tweeted this out. Apparently, back in 2021 and 2022, uh, Moore started about 74 games, I believe, for then the Denver Nuggets. And he had one of the lowest turnover rates in the entire NBA among point guards that season. So when I saw that little stat, 
that right there. I'm like, all right, perfect. Monte Morris hopefully will be the remedy that will help fix some of these turnover issues for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, the thing that I'm most excited for, guys, because I like playing GM most of the time, is just the fact that we didn't have to give up anything for this guy. Granted, he's on an expiring contract, but I believe that the Timberwolves now do own the bird rights to Monte Morris, so they technically can keep him, give him a contract extension, but it would probably require the Wolves to go into the luxury tax, and that's going to be a huge issue in the offseason already, so I don't know if really Monte Morris is going to be here for more than just half this season, but it's absolutely uh, an awesome move for the Wolves. I mean, Shake Milton wasn't working out. Troy Brown flashed a couple times here and there. He started three games. I believe he shot like 44% from the field, 36 from three, so, you know, I think he was kind of buried down the depth chart a little bit, and he just didn't get a lot of playing time, but hopefully he can, you know, find a little success out there in Detroit because obviously, you know, there's a lot of minutes to be played in Detroit right now, man. I mean, just it's it's just amazing, guys. Just the quality of the like the really bad NBA teams this season. We have like four or five just really putrid NBA teams this season. The Wizards, the Hornets, obviously the Pistons, the Spurs, and I'm sure I'm forgetting another team too. Um, you know, I don't know if there's like another Uber prospect like Wembenyana coming out in the in the draft or something like that, and that's what's inspiring all these teams to do it. But it, it's like just him. pretty. No, no, not like him. Not like him at all. Uh, yeah, so this is a good move for the Wolves. Um, and yeah, the injury issue might be something to keep an eye on with Monty Morris. Although I wouldn't be surprised after he did get that injury and he just kind of saw how things were going in Detroit. That it's just like, oh boy, maybe I just take this rehab just a little bit slower because I don't want to potentially go out and play for a losing team and then get hurt and then potentially screw myself over at the trade deadline. So I'm guessing, you know, maybe there was a little bit of TJ Hawkinson at work here with Monty Morris earlier mm-hmm. in the season or with the Detroit Pistons and everything like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we'll just, and, and what I'm actually really glad too, is that we didn't have to give up any like actual key pieces. I thought that we'd, we'd have to at the NBA trade deadline. I thought even more draft picks beyond, you know, a draft pick that's six years out in advance. I thought maybe Kyle Anderson could potentially have been shopped. I know that his name had been brought around. It's been mentioned a little bit because obviously if you, you're the Wolves, you were going to have to give up something to get something in return. And if there was potentially going to be a veteran player that you were going to give up, it would have been Kyle Anderson also because he's on an expiring contract as well. So, you know, I'll give this like a B, B plus kind of grade for the Wolves. You know, I, I was never really great at school. I mean, C's got degrees and everything like that. So take that with what you will. But Again, I'll I'll just hark on just if this guy is able to just limit the turnovers, but also potentially take away some of those turnovers that Anthony Edwards is causing everything like that as a good point guard should do, then this definitely can be a move that, you know, goes into like the A minus the A territory as well for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and, and, And frankly, the rest of the conference, you know, the top teams in the West. They didn't do a ton. I mean, the Thunder got Gordon Hayward, but I don't think the Clippers made though. It, it was a good, a good move. move, but it's not a move that like really frightens me a ton or anything like that. Just because, yeah, Gordon's playing better now, but you know, I still have to, you know, account for his injury history and stuff like that. And I just don't really know how consistent or how available he's going to be for the Thunder. But yeah, that was probably the best move, like within your division or within like the top teams, you know, between you, the Clippers, the Thunder, and obviously yourselves. Um, but yeah, and then obviously there were a ton of other moves that happened in the NBA too, some crazy stuff like that. But, um, I wasn't too shocked or like, oh my gosh, look at what just happened. Look how the power just shifted in the Western conference. That really, I didn't really feel like that happened this time no. around, which is, which is good for the wolves. Yeah, it's good. And you know, again, they, they, 
the loss to the Bulls the other night was like, come on, fellas. I, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to. You know, yeah, up, it's like, you know, we don't have to dive into it, but it's just kind of like, come on, fellas. Like these are games, again, that you have to have. But a guy like Morris, again, who's a vet who has some playoff experience, what I'm looking for truly out of him is for him to, again, not turn the ball over, um, hit perimeter shots. But I, I think more than anything, I think him and Mike Conley are pivotal for this team for locker room leadership, um, just being a voice for the younger players, but also for moments like the playoffs, especially in basketball, in any sport, honestly, but really in basketball, it's about moments. Sometimes it's about stopping the bleeding. It's about that timely pass. It's about that timely shot. Um, it's about, you know, okay, let's milk the clock here instead of going for a quick bucket. It's about, all right, let's slow the game down here. Okay. Maybe we should call a timeout here. You know, it's, it's about that type of thing in the playoffs. And I feel like in the, you know, in the last few years, you know, the Wolves could have made, I don't know if, well, last year they ran into the Nuggets, so they were probably going to lose no matter what. But the year before, you know, the series against the the the, the Grizz, it was about moments. Like, they could have easily won that series if they would have just stopped the bleeding at times or called timely timeouts or just slowed the ball down or took smarter shots. And when you have a guy like Colin, you now have a guy like Morris coming off, a ben- coming off the bench, there's just guys that can kind of steer the ship a little bit. All right, just getting a little wild. Okay, the waves are picking up. Let's slow it down. Let's let's get a let's get an easy bucket. Let's get a let's get a smart play in here. A coach on the on on the on the court is what you kind of mm-hmm. get out of him. And so that's why I like it the most. You know, he's not he's not a guy who's gonna wow you on a stat sheet, which is why he's coming off the bench. But that's not what the Wolves need. They have scores, they have shooters, they have defenders. He's a pretty decent defender, too. Yes. Um, but you have some of everything you need right now. I just feel like again. They needed another veteran to come off the bench to kind of spell for Mike Conley whenever he's hurt um, or whenever he just needs a break to kind of do the exact same thing Mike Conley does, <laughs> basically, just with the bench. And yeah. so, again, you know, I do like the Gordon Hayward move. We'll see how much he has left in the tank. I'm not sure how much is there, but on paper, it's a good move. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest moves are probably made in the Eastern Conference, honestly. Um, yeah. But as far as the West is concerned, yeah, they're in a good spot. Um, they just have to again continue to display some maturity when the games they're supposed to win, so mm-hmm. that if they drop a few games that they're I won't say supposed to drop, but if they drop a few games to some true contenders, it doesn't hurt you as bad, but it hurts you when you lose to the yeah. Bulls. Or I'm not happy about the- that L. I'm not happy. No, they were up 65 to 42 at halftime, dude. That's unacceptable at this point in the season. Or just if you're at if you're this high in the conference standings, no matter what, this this can't be happening. And guys, we we gotta kind of admit a little bit. This has been a 500 ball club now over the last month or so. Let's be real about that. Granted, they've had to face some tough competition and everything, but and and they've they've tread water just fine, and that's still going on, but. This this is becoming a trend now. These losses, and I'm hoping that they can get feel like a little bit of a reset with the NBA trade deadline, just because of all the momentum it kind of injects into franchises. And I hope now everybody's all right. We're getting Morrison here, and it's going to be good. And now we're going to hopefully play a little bit more disciplined basketball. And you know, we had Rudy Gobert even say after that game too, like guys, we got to focus on ourselves. We got to stop like complaining about calls and everything. Um, I, I hate to even say this too. I think even to an extent. Anthony Edwards this season has taken over the mantle from Carl Anthony Towns of the Timberwolves player that complains to the refs the most. I think that has happened this season. Uh, Cat has, I think Cat's kind of scaled back just a little bit. I think you're still getting refs' faces, but now it just seems like we're having these conversations about Anthony Edwards almost on a weekly basis, and we're having him say, you know, cheating ass refs at the end of games and everything. And I just like, 
even if those comments were completely justified, I still don't want Ant to be in this position where he feels like he needs to complain. And so I think he just needs to take the advice of his teammate Rudy and just put your head down, man. You're not going to get the best call every single time. And Rudy gets fouled a ton as a big man. He's in that situation a ton, and you don't see him lose his composure like I've seen Ant lose it in the in the season. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, I brought it up before. And it was like, you know, I, all right, and I don't like how his energy has been the last couple of games as far as what he said post game about complaining about the refs, about the calls that Shea gets and about, oh, we just weren't ready to play. Or I just kicked it up in the second half because I knew they couldn't guard me. But in the first half, I was kind of chilling, you know. And then after the I think it was the sec, the third OKC game, second or third, I think it was the third OKC game. And he said what he said about that, you know, after, after that game, saying cheating ass refs comment that, that he made. I was just like, I had I had to say it, too, just because he said it. But anyway, yeah, um, it's funny, it's right? It's free. Right. AJ, AJ would you like to say, AJ, you go ahead and say it really quick. No, it's all right. I, I usually oh, wow. get it out. I, I, I get it. The, the show I do in the morning is a podcast, so I can swear as much as I want. So I already no, got it in my system for the day. We're good. I wish I we just, could I, swear. I'm be jealous. Like be that, yeah. jealous. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, we, we could yeah. start swearing on here. We just might get in trouble. So. Yeah, we probably should. We but probably. we can say cheating ass refs as many times as we want. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but no, literally, um, you know, him saying that after the OKC game, I kind of backed him like, OK, like I, I understand, you know, it was some tough non-calls, you know, that weren't getting called in their favor. So I understood. But it's one of those things. It's a fine line between. All right. You say it when it's necessary to say it. And then there's the other side of it where it's like, bro, just play through it. Like at the end of the day, you're a ball player. You're a competitor. Play through it. Like you're, you are gonna get fouled. His his style of play warrants him getting fouled here and there. So some are gonna get called and some aren't. But at the end of the day, by you making more and more comments about the refs, like they the referees are their own entity almost. Yeah, like they yeah. kind of band together. Like oh, you complain about that official, well then this official is not gonna get you the card and call the next game. And that's kind of how they go. So. As you know, as he gets older, I think he'll kind of learn how to just play into their hands a little bit. You just be a little kinder, you know, just, just you know, just, just work around it some so that you kind of get them on your side. You know, Kobe used to shout out to Kobe. Kobe used to do this thing where he would like study officials like he'd study mm-hmm. how they call games and stuff like that. I don't know if Ant does that, but maybe he will at some point. Um, but, yeah, it's it's something that he as the leader, as the best player on the team, like he's going to have to get away from that more than anybody. You know, and I am happy that Cat isn't doing it. But like you said, he's starting to do it a little bit more. And it's like, all right now, you know, so we reel that in. There's still a ton at stake. You know, this this move was big. But like guys got to guys got to show. And and honestly, after the Bulls game, I kind of had the thought before they made the trade for Morris. I don't know if they're ready. And that was my initial thought. I, I, I I was like, this team is good enough to be the one seed in the West. They have shown us that they can they can hold on to this if they play solid basketball when it matters but i'm just not sure if the mature level right now or just the the the, the effort level i don't even know what word i'm looking for i don't know if those are the no, right you nailed it you nailed it but i don't know if they're mentally it feels like the talent is there but i don't know if they're mentally ready to be that team in the west um and you know that's a tough pill to swallow when you started off as the one seed and i feel like you're gonna need that home court so we'll see how this ends but I, again i think this move helps I really think this move helps, um, but we'll see. I don't think we can fully grade it until the postseason. I think of that's course. when we can fully give a grade on it because he's going to hit some big shots. He's going to make some plays. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, and he he's had starting experience in Denver. So, like you mentioned, if Mike Connolly needs some little bit of rest or something, he can go in there and start a ball game. And I don't think this is an issue either, guys. Where this is Tim Connolly bringing back a guy from his old basketball team, and he just likes a guy, and he's just trying to shoehorn him onto the roster or anything. I, I don't think that's happening because I think Monty Morris's name was circulating across all. All the NBA, it wasn't just the Timberwolves that were interested in him. I'm sure other teams were as well. So I don't think this is like, I know nepotism isn't the right word for he, in this situation, but I don't think this was like Tim Conley just always liked this guy and just wanted to bring him onto the roster just because he's mm. the GM and he can pretty much uh, do whatever he wants. Uh, your reactions really quick. Uh, I know we got to wrap things up pretty quick. This is probably going to be like one of the shortest episodes of Taxi Squad of all time. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is an all-star. You guys cool with that over Rudy Gobert? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Okay. Over, overall, it's been I'd quite say, a bit. It's been quite yeah. a big debate in the Twin Cities the la- ever since the All Star uh, selections were announced. Um, I mean, just because uh, I mean Rudy is the best defensive player on the best defensive team in the NBA, and yeah, I know this I mean, is an All Star game, and I know you're not about offense in All Star games, and it might honestly have been why, but and AJ just pointed exactly me like, why. yep, that's why. <laughs> But yeah, yeah all the alley oops to uh, Rudy and stuff. I don't know. It'd be fun. I no. mean, Cat has been Cat <laughs> no, has been not. solid this season. Like, you, we got to give him credit where it's due. He's been pretty yeah. decent. This he's had his moments where it's like, all right, Cat being Cat, but he's been solid this season. And Rudy is just not like you know the All Star Weekend is all about the fans and what the fans would want to see. And we just got to be honest, it's not a sexy pick to have Rudy Gobert in the All Star game. That's just, that's 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 the honest truth. Like that is well, just not the pick ask, that everybody wants. Question: and Cat is no. shooting all of that. Yeah, no, I, I just have this question. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask it anyway. Well, they do obviously the fan voting for the starters. Uh, they do the voting for the the starters, right? But like, yeah. how come that just doesn't carry over to the reserves? Like, how come those tallies don't just like you know if you know say Steph Curry? Fin- I know, uh, yeah, he uh, he is a reserve. Like, if he finished sixth in the voting, why wouldn't he like be the first player to be picked on the reserve spot? You know what I mean? The coaches get to choose. I'm just curious. I mean, the whole system's flawed because we got um, what's his face, the coach of the Bucks now, who's only uh, the, I'm forgetting his name. What's his name? The coach, coach of the Bucks, Doc Rivers. Right now. Doc, Rivers, Doc Rivers. Thank Rivers, you. Yeah. He's coaching in the All Star game, despite only what coaching the Bucks for like five or six games or something. They got some things they got to figure and out. Losing like four of them. He's like one yeah, in that's three hilarious. or one in four. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. And All-Star I think he said he's going to like. Yeah, they are. The, AJ, did you catch the hockey one at all this past no, weekend? I, did, no, did because they, no, because no, because it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's it's so stupid. Like and they not, the players don't even want to be there. Nikita no. Kucherov is he's going forty percent on the skills challenge when there's a million dollars on the line. If a million dollars is enough get, to get these guys out of bed, then you know I don't know what is. So you got to figure mm. out a better thing. What I will say though is um, Rudy Gobert, he's thirty one. Don't be mad that he's not there. It, he, this yeah, is a guy that like, he he he's physical down in the paint. Like go be, sit on a beach, dig go your dig your feet in the sand, and just relax. Because do you want this guy flying economy on Delta to <laughs> where 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 is the in a seat? Where is the where's the All Star game? I'm not sure. I almost uh, said Vegas, but it's clearly not Vegas. I'm not, Vegas. I'm not sure. Indy, you know. Indy. It's an Indy. Indianapolis. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Beautiful. Place Let's send him to Indiana of all places, the land of the the Hoosiers in economy. You know, hey, Rudy, <laughs> here's your complimentary cookie and ginger ale. Uh, hope you don't get cramps on the way there. And then, you know, doing a lot of press. Let the man relax. Uh, sure. Yes. 
We all can admit he got snubbed. Absolutely. That being said, there's no more than two starters or two like representatives per team um, at the all-star game. He can live with it. He's fine. And I think end of the day, let's say that fuels a fire. Are you saying you don't want even angrier Rudy Gobert coming back for that most important stretch of the season? Before we wrap up uh, big deal today out in LA, they're unveiling the uh, statue of Kobe Bryant. Are you guys ready to see for the first time in your lives the first oh. ever statue of Kobe Bryant? I yes. would love to. Yeah, do you yes. have it loaded? Do you... oh. Wow. Mamba That's mentality dope. right there, baby. Look at that. That's dope. Pretty good. With the, they went Pretty with good. the white jersey, too. I like that. And the number eight, too. They went with the number eight. OG number eight. Okay. 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 That looks I good. The the eight, I think, is 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 that not interesting a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I, think, I think that's from the 81-point game. I think oh, that was the uh, after we dropped 81. Okay. Okay, that, okay, that makes more sense. Then. Same that uniform and everything. Same same armband length. I, I know all this because I'm a diehard Kobe fan. So. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> that's how I know this. But wow, okay. That's Very dope. Very good. Very right. good. That'll look good next to Kareem and Shaq yeah, and all yeah, the other Lakers that should be. Are you guys impressed that I did that on the fly behind the scenes? That was no, fine. You're a producer yeah. extraordinaire. Are you kidding me? No, you get to be on podcasts where they swear you can do anything. You know what I mean? You're extraordinary. Yeah, that Kobe statue looked good next to all those other Lakers that should have, you know, had their playing careers here in Minnesota, but that's okay. You know, that's a. I love it. You know, yes. That's, he's that's, a 50, how, that's, how many, a, that's a 50 plus year old grudge, but I'm over it. I'm over it. How many uh, Kobe jerseys do you have? I yeah. actually have one. I'm 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 trying to collect now, though. I'm trying to connect a uh, collect now, but I, I I'm not the type to collect a bunch of jerseys. Um, mm-hmm. so I I get like one, and then I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm good. So absolutely okay. Um, but I have to. I have it's crazy enough. I don't have a 24, so I have to get a 24. Hmm. So you got absolutely. Like a 24 from like his last season, like 2015, 16, if you can find yeah. something like that. Whatever yeah. jersey he wore when he dropped 60 on the Utah Jazz in his final game, I think that yes. would be pretty sick. That yeah, would be dope. All right, guys, we got to wrap up Taxi Squad, a short edition because us producers have other duties that we got to do here at Score North and 1500 ESPN. But quickly, before we go, guys, give me your Super Bowl predictions. Who's going to win and why? The big game. It's going to be the Chiefs. It's going to be the Chiefs. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes has has proven that he can just win a game by himself. Um, As much as as fun as the story would be for Mr. Irrelevant to do that with the 49ers, it's going to be the Chiefs. We all know it. Travis Kelsey might have three touchdowns. I have the Chiefs for different reasons, actually. I think the Chiefs defense is elite this year. And I think they I think they will be the story of the game because Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh Brock Purdy has not played well against elite defenses. When he played against Baltimore, didn't look great. When he played against the Cleveland Browns, didn't look great. The Vikings were like top 10 for a while. Didn't look great against the Vikings either. So I think it's gonna be more the same in this game. I don't think he think he looks great. I don't think the offense has been off to good starts the first two games of the postseason. I think it continues and you cannot compete from behind against Patrick Mahomes and uh Andy Reid. You can't even compete from from on top. You can't you can't yeah. even be ahead 10 <laughs> points at halftime in the Super Bowl apparently. It won't matter. So guys, so I'm going with the Chiefs. <laughs> yep, uh the script is written. The Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Um I hope I'm wrong just because I usually root for teams who haven't won the Super Bowl in like a long time. Niners haven't won in like 30 years. And I know they're they're a dynasty franchise. They got a ton of Super Bowls, but I haven't really seen them in my lifetime, so I'd be fine with that. So I hope I'm hoping I'm wrong. Do you think Kelsey's going to propose to Taylor at the end of the game if they win? No. That's like one of the biggest prop bets of going out there right propose? now. Is, is if, he, if he's no. going to propose if they win after the game, you think it's going to happen? 
What no. are we doing here as a society? What happened to shame? Recording Taxi Squad, baby. What happened to shame? What happened to shame? What happened to being decent people? <laughs> oh, also, quit hating on also, love. No, no, I'm not hating on love, but I'm just saying, like, let them be. <laughs> let yeah. them be. Whether or not you think it's real or pub- pub- uh, publicity stunts or whatever, just let them be. I mean, yeah. my good, his brother wants to revive the Backyard Sports franchise. Please he can do whatever you. he wants. Please. If he wants to, if he wants to streak mid game and then still propose, I don't care. But let just let Ooh. them do what they want. Actually, you know what? That'd be hilarious because then the thing about the penalties, how are they called? Oh, that? I don't know. I don't even... <laughs> I don't what, know. Would they, what would they call that? Uh, Anyways, forget about <laughs> that. Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry everybody. Didn't mean to put that image in your heads before we wrapped up. Yeah, Jason, take really. us home. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for listening and watching the Score North Taxi Squad. It can be checked out on scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify. If you want to see our lovely faces, though, check us out on the Score North YouTube channel. My name is Jason Stormer. That's Artist Woods. That is AJ Fredrickson. Kobe, again, short edition of the Taxi Squad this week, but we will be back again next week to cover all things Minnesota sports. And until then, y'all have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye-bye. Kobe!